Hello, and welcome back to Still Live Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Mike. And we are here for one of the most crucial discussions when it comes to video game life. And that is... Game integrity. Get good. Get good. The <laughs> get, get good, good culture. Yeah, video game integrity. Get good culture. So, uh, we kind of stumbled upon this uh, a couple of times, actually. This is sort of a, an idea that was brewing mm-hmm. uh because uh, i was watching you play ghost of shishima uh, sashima the Sushima. one day Sushima. Sushima. and i remember you're you're making some complaints about you know being shoehorned into doing certain things even though you wanted to go exploring yeah um and then i had to do a review of donkey kong country tropic freeze and um i was not bulking at the difficulty but i was happy that i was able to blast through the review because <laughs> being a little out of practice with some platformers uh it was taking me a little bit and i wanted to make sure well you know when you have a time crunch you will have to get up a, a review in a few days it's not like this is a pressing review but i only had at a time limit so <laughs> In order to get through it, I, I needed to push it down in difficulty so I could actually play a couple levels and get some good the, screenshots. The joys of reviewing <laughs> video games. You don't even give a yeah, chance to sit and enjoy it, really, right? Yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> Anybody who wants to be a video game reviewer, keep that in mind. Sometimes it sucks. Um, the second, the second but, playthrough is where you get all your value. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, it is a lot of fun. I got to actually go back and get some additional screenshots for later because uh, I was like, oh, maybe I'll enjoy this a little bit more slapping some fresh screenshots because the ones I got weren't that great. I want to, you know, miss them up a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, this is actually pretty fun. It's really hard, but it's fun. Um, but um, the fact that it has several modes uh, and I was, it just kind of reminded me of this thing about, about video game integrity and what it is to be a gamer and what a uh, quote, true gamer quote would define as you know uh what a video game or a video gamer is so you could only be a true gamer if you destroy your soul playing a video game yeah yeah you have to experience it on the hardest level ever and complete every little part of the game and find every little thing and do every side quest and a god mode type and and if you don't do that why even bother being a gamer? How Games shouldn't even have an easy mode. No. You know, if you can't do it, get, don't play. Get good. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. Sarah's hard. a bro. Back from her <laughs> frat days in college. Get good. That's so dumb. It's like... He's slamming a mountain do as she speaks. No, I don't... Like, the whole concept of that is just, like, it's so gatekeepery. It's just dirty. I hate it. Like, why? Why does it... Why do you... Like, I feel it's... It exists to keep people in a box. You just wait until Luke <laughs> falls off that first ledge in Mario. Oh, he's getting it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Go sit in the corner. <laughs> Four minutes in the corner, Luke. <laughs> we don't lose Marios in this house. You sacrifice Yoshi. You don't fall. Yoshi falls. That's right. Right into the pit. That's what a real gamer does. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Real gamers don't play Nintendo now. Oh, yeah, no. How it's... dare you? How, how dare you suggest that? I don't care if it's, uh, you know, a legacy brand, you know, that basically helped build video games as they were today. Who cares? No, no, it's not Dark Souls. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's not Skyrim. I, I think they should make a Mario in the Dark Souls universe. Mario, yeah, no. It, it, it's kind of like Luigi's Mansion, right? You know what? Actually, Crossing Genres reminds me of a robot chicken skit. <laughs> There's a robot chicken skit with um, Mario Kart, and uh, Mario and K- Mario and Luigi take the wrong turn and go to Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Yoshi follows the same road later, and he takes the right turn to Raccoon City. Oh, <laughs> it's so dark, but yeah, this is why we don't cross genres. Because when you that's, that's, that's amazing, actually. 
No, when you get spooky uh, Mario, you get Luigi's Mansion, and that's as spooky as it gets. You do not get zombies eating Yoshi. Yeah. So. Nintendo's getting a little edgy, though. Have you seen the new Animal Crossing update? No. Was it Bobo Tea? No. You you dispose of your villagers. (laughs) They don't leave on their own anymore. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm sure a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's great. I hate this character. I I bet your playership would, would, like, boost. Serial killers and Animal Crossing. Mm. I want to go that. It's a hot take. <laughs> well, I mean, how else would they disappear, Mike? You get a boat and you ship them off. What are you thinking? I don't know. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking that Gladys could be sautéed. <laughs> you gotta get. You gotta make games a little bit more realistic too, like the Red Dead Redemptions of the world. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I think we touched a little bit about this at some point. We um, probably did. Going hardcore. That to was the point weeks where, ago. Yeah. So, um, video game integrity. So, Mike, what do you think it is to be a gamer? Do I even know anymore? I mean, how often do I play video games? Yeah, how often do you play video games? Play more often than I do, you jerk. Well, I think I think with me over time, I mean, my, my taste certainly has changed. So, back, back in when I was in school, when I was in high school and college, I was more into those hardcore games that get all the accolades and are the real games that you're a gamer if you play and now, now I, I find myself playing a lot more indie games, a lot more shorter campaigns. I just jumped into the game Omno, it's called. It was made by one guy over the last five years or so, I think. It's only a four-hour campaign. It's a little indie title, but it's a ton of fun. So I kind of like my taste in music. I like a little bit of everything. I, I, don't think, I don't think there's any limitations to it unless you play Candy Crush. Hey, look, that's legitimate. You know, I, I will die is. on that hill. Candy Crush so, is not yeah. a real game. Okay. All right. We're going to have a throwdown. But we'll talk about that a little bit more later, I think, because uh, we have a couple, you know, a couple landmarks of uh, what true gamers, quotes, consider like the, the marks of a true game or what makes a true game. So do you want to dive into that? I mean, we can uh, look into these other questions that I have these burning questions I have later. So what do you want me to dive into? So let's go. Uh, we have a couple of uh, ideas of what people might construe as hallmarks of good games. So I made a small list here. We have graphics, difficulty, length, hours put in, subject matter, uh, system slash mode of play. Okay. So we're looking at these points and a lot of the time if uh, a lot of people are considered not true gamers if these don't hit the mark. So integrity is basically like, you know, it has to be this in order to be good or considered legitimate. I just sort um... of like... I just Oscar bait. I, yeah, it, it, that actually ties in with what I was about to say. I just looked into the game of the year the last five years or so since they started doing the video game awards. Every year, but one falls into that real gamer type of game. The winner for game of the year. So 2020, we got The Last of Us Part Two. Last year, we got probably the most Season. difficult game on the list. Uh, or 2019, the most difficult game on the list. Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, which nobody even completed because of how ridiculously hard it is. Uh, year before that, we got God of War. Year before that, 2016 was the one exception with Overwatch, which is for multiplayer. Um, the runner-up for that was probably Uncharted 4, though, to be let's be honest. The year before that, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. And the year before that was Dragon Age Inquisition. I missed one. I missed 2017, which also falls into the category, which was The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. So... Yeah, like oh, it's just it's open world, it's exploration, it's you creating your own story. I don't know. I wouldn't really consider God of War uh, an open world game. It's more linear. No, no, no. Legend there's, of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I was talking about. Yeah, that's open world, but 
it's I feel like it falls into the category. Well, I mean, you can have all these aspects. Like you have good graphics, a special length of it, like a part of dif- difficulty length, the uh, hours put in that you put into it yourself. Um, subject matter. It can have all these things and be a good game, but that doesn't mean it's the only game. You know what I mean? And it's not like if you don't play these games, you're not a true gamer. I mean, different strokes for different folks, right? Definitely. So uh, let's talk about the hallmark of each of these categories. And I have a couple of like little questions in between so we can uh, branch off and get a little discussy so when it comes first? to all these things. So we'll talk about number one, which is the graphics. Graphics is always a really hot button topic when you talk about game integrity. I feel like PlayStation really, PlayStation fans really hit this one home and PC uh, players because uh, uh, frames per second and 4K and all that stuff is super, super important to everybody. Realism and all that sort of shit. I think like that's more, that. more, more so the, the elitist in any category because with last generation, PlayStation 4 had higher pixels and, and all that. And uh, PC, you have these top-end graphic cards. They could outperform any console that, that exists. So... It's it's a it's a giant dick measuring contest, and they they, they could say <laughs> that they have the strongest specs or the most powerful whatever, but it's um there's more to that. I, I don't think I actually think out of everything in this list, I think graphics is the least important in terms of the get good culture. I mean, you look at uh, you look at how uh, how many people. I mean, Breath of the Wild that doesn't have the best graphics. Uh, art style is fantastic, which might tie into graphics depending on how you look well, at they, it you know how they want the you know the 4k on the nintendo switch <laughs> then you know the switch pro that is never coming out uh well yeah hades, I, again another one that was like highly regarded that was i would have loved to see hades get game of the year last year over last of us part two um animal crossing was another one that was nominated for that but a lot of people will say people that play animal crossings aren't real gamers so can't really can't really consider that but i don't think I don't think graphics are as important when it comes to gatekeeping, at least. Well, when you mentioned all those, you know, best game of the year, they're all very um, similar as far as graphics are concerned. You know, they have the crisp graphics of... uh... You know, The Last of Us Part Two, and then he, what, what was the other one? You have Sekiro, Witcher Three, the, Dragon Age, Witcher Inquisition. Three. Yeah, God all of them are like Sekiro. They're all lifelike graphics. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, well, maybe not lifelike situations. I mean, you're not going to see Geralt if, unless you, you know, have Netflix. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ultra realism with the graphics. Yeah. Like where it's, where it, 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 they're beautiful games. They're great. But oh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good game if it has those good graphics. 2017, Legend of Zelda won uh, Game of the Year over mm-hmm. Super Mario Odyssey. All right, so I can see why, but a lot of people don't Mario love Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. Like, I love Super it. Mario no, Odyssey. Mar- Mario Odyssey was better. I, I agree. <laughs> I-, I agree, and then and I don't care if I get hate for that. But Breath of the Wild, I-, I really love Zelda. It's one of it's my favorite series of all time. Like from I'm a Zelda fan. I was born with Zelda. I'd like to say it. 1986, and it came out in February 1986, and I've loved it since I eyes on it and i played it so much every single game and um i i i it just had such a hard time getting its breath of the wild not necessarily because it didn't suit my lifestyle at the time because when it came out i did not have any kids <laughs> so i we have no excuses tried to play it no i had it on the wii who i had the wii u and I got it on the Switch, but it was just, it, it it didn't, it was beautiful. It had a lot of stuff to it, but it just didn't have the heart 
<laughs> and I, I just, I don't know. But that won't stop Sarah from buying the next one day one. She's, no, she's a Zelda <laughs> fangirl through and through, so. Well, I'm the chump that's like, oh, Skyward Sword HD release? Okay, yeah, please, I'll buy it full price. And oh, the Amiibo. Yeah, and there's, the a, there's an Amiibo I could spend 30 bucks on? Let's do it. Ooh, Look, I, Look at these controllers. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, put that Zelda on it. Sarah's got, you got Sarah's money. Yeah, except for the Game & Watch. I already have like 16 copies of, you know, Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. I, I'm not going to get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. So, but anyway, but Breath of the Wild was one of the, it is praised for its graphics and, and the art design and everything around it. Um, But, you know, like you said, the more cartoony Mario, Mario, had some, Mario Odyssey had some amazing platforming. I love the graphics in was, Super Mario Odyssey. I love what they did with it. it. It's so good. It's so shiny. <laughs> but, and like um a lot of these games don't necessarily have universal appeal as far as graphics concerned i mean there there are a lot of games like that i mean i'm just glad that call of duty isn't the one <laughs> or like assassin's creed because i feel like a lot of that at this point though they have those like what to win a game lot of, of the game, year oh yeah uh i feel like when they pour a lot of money into the graphics and they don't work as well when they're trying to get it to be as realistic as possible and then you end up with something like cyberpunk or what was the what was the assassin's creed with the, the sons of liberty that, that you're the thinking of Metal Gear solid that was sons of liberty mm-hmm. i think uh the, the one there's one where their faces you couldn't see their faces in assassin's I, creed. I don't know it might have been unity it might have been a syndicate it was one of them Probably Syndicate, because Syndicate, I think, or Unity, one of those two are the ones that had a billion issues and never should have released. Eventually, they had to yeah, do an I... update for that game that cut out half the NPCs to make it even run properly. Wow. I mean, it just seems that at that point, like... I think I think Assassin's Creed games, if they didn't go so big, and if they cut out so much of the, uh, the fluff they add to those games, who knows? I think they'd be in the running at least a nominee for Game of the Year if they cut out all well, we'll, the repetitive we'll talk about... quests. Yeah, we'll talk about adding uh, stuff that doesn't belong. <laughs> we we got we to be nicer to Ubisoft, don't we? We no. really, like, we, every single episode, <laughs> we rip on them hard. They deserve well, it, but every single episode. Well, okay, so graphics, I feel like... Okay, so what's one of your favorite games that doesn't necessarily have, like, the most cutting-edge graphics? Man, so if you know, you say what it is for you, because I'm looking through my, my favorites well, on my I list, feel like and most of mine I actually was... do have great graphics, because you look at Jedi Fallen Order, Hitman 3 this year, Control, Splinter Cell was great when it came out, Hellblade, uh, Ori, Ori and the Blind Forest, and the game Inside. Ooh, those are good. Both good games. Both indie games. I mean... If you look at my list, it's all <laughs> my list is probably going to be all games that are on Nintendo. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, like look, I'm playing Octopath Traveler. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's great. Um, also, pixel graphics. You know, mm-hmm. just bought Stardew I mean, Valley, Valley yesterday. Yes, I did, and it reminds me a lot of the graphics style. Like I said, it reminds me of Foxanadu. Bold statement, right here. What? I'm I'm, I'm going on record. You're gonna put more <laughs> hours in the end into Stardew Valley than Animal Crossing. Well, that's a that's a hefty bet to put in there because I put over 200 hours in Animal Crossing. And I'm, I'm going to stand by that statement. When all is said, oh. by the end of next year, you will have more hours in Stardew Valley, which you haven't even touched yet, and I never played myself, in Stardew Valley than Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing New Horizons or Animal Crossing New Leaf? Whatever the newest one was. New Horizons? New Horizons. I, th- I feel like uh, New Leaf had so much 
more. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, so graphics, I mean, I feel like they're the least important thing of a game, but I feel like it's a pissing contest when they're they're brought up into the situ- like into the discussion. Yeah. So what are your favorite uh games, some of your favorite games you you made me tell me well, mine or tell the tell well, the my fa- mine. Well, you were telling saying most of your favorite ones that you've beat recently. So, I haven't really beat a lot of games recently. Inside and The most story, recent game I fall in there. Well, I beat Pokemon Snap most recently, so that's a very pretty game. Very, very pretty game. I love it. It, it feel like you are in the field with the Pokemon. I still think they should have underwater used their, with the their Pokemon. Little VR cardboard thing is an option for that game. Yeah, but people would say that that that's not really a game. It's basically a photo sim. Um, Mario Odyssey is one of my favorites. Um, Ocarina of Time Forever is my goat. Um, oh gosh. Like, like I said, Octopath Traveler. Ooh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I thought that was pretty, but I also enjoy Final Fantasy VII, the original, with the old, boxy, non-good graphics. Ooh. Back in the day, that was, like, huge. You brought up Final Fantasy VII. Now, this is a contention point that we don't have on our list here, but it brings up an interesting point. What about the crew, the crowd for Final Fantasy VII, that hated the fact that they made any changes to the story at all and they don't believe that 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 killed the integrity of final fantasy 7 adding stuff changing the ending because well it's not it's not a remaster it's a remake Mm -hmm. it's called final fantasy 7 remake so they're gonna change some things and that's i I I completely agree with you like if they want to like that's if they wanted a remaster if they wanted new graphics i think there was a remaster of some at some point to make the graphics a little less jarring um, and there's mods that exist that you can fix the characters. If they want to go back and do that, I feel like they could do that and redo the original. But I feel like it would be more gangbusters if they did that after they released the last section of Final Fantasy VII Remake. If they, um, then they can re- re-release the original. And you know, the original still exists and it's everywhere. So it's not like you don't have access to it. It's not like Final Fantasy VI, but it's really hard to find unless you want to play it on mobile. Ah. Don't forget, you have There's to add, add that to your your playlist, the DLC for Seven. Oh yeah, no, it's on there. It, I have a uh, integrate on there. Um, and I wanted to replay it on PlayStation Five because I want to replay it on the PlayStation Five because I love it. <laughs> I, I think that's a good point, though. Uh, as far as like purists, we'll talk about purists too. I feel like that's another thing. Um, because I feel like a lot of the time I'm a Zelda purist. And me not liking the Breath of the Wild kind of solidifies that. Though I understand why people enjoy that game. I don't think there could um, be a such thing as a Zelda purist because oh they, yeah, fans. They've, no, you, they've always I, every single generation. It feels like they make some kind of major change to how the game works. Look at look at the original Zeldas, how they played out, and then look at how it was in the Nintendo sixty four days, and now look what they did with Breath of well, the yeah, Wild. Well, yeah, change his name in the game as far as Zelda's concerned, but like um. When the, the formula that was established in Ocarina of Time and arguably in Link to the Past um, was sort of like getting stale in, I guess, a lot of people's minds. However, I, I never really thought it was stale, but Skyward Sword played with a lot of different things. But what they didn't play with was the narrative style and um, they played with the motion controls. They played with different mechanics as far as items are concerned. They played with um, uh, stamina bars. Like before even Breath of the Wild had, they have a stamina bar in Skyward Sword and climbing mechanics and all that sort of jazz. Uh, the last couple Zeldas, uh, I feel like Zelda Wind Waker and Zelda and Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild had a lot of area to explore, but not 
a lot of substance. It's like there's a lot of area, but it's kind of empty. Mm-hmm. And Breath of the Wild also left uh, a couple other. There's a couple other things I didn't like about it, but um, you take a bit like off I more said, than Zelda, I could chew. Yeah, but a lot of people love it, and I understand because it's not necessarily. It's a huge change, and I can understand people loving it because a lot of the time when you have a game that splits the fan base, um, there's a hardcore fans that think it has to be one way and then there's the the fans are like yeah i'm up for change this is great Mm -hmm. and then there's the blind apologists that are like no nothing's wrong with this game everything about zelda is perfect everything that nintendo does is great you think everything is Um, awesome everything is awesome do not change zelda it is super awesome but no i i'm kind of like in the middle where i will I, i love zelda i do i really do and but there's there's flaws in Breath of the Wild and there's flaws in the old style. It was getting kind of stale. I feel like they're trying to make the world bigger and bigger and bigger, but there's nothing to fill in that world. And the style of game Zelda is, it constantly is changing, but it's always had that, like, it has exploration. Mm-hmm. It has key points that you have to hit. It's They're a little bit linear, but not linear. They give you the ability to kind of explore and do things as you like. Like in Link to the Past, you could do uh, certain dungeons you have to do in order, but in the second half of the game, you could do them in any order you want. Yeah. So um, as far as that's concerned, uh, like you've always had a little bit of variety and I feel like Ocarina and Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword were a little bit more linear. Mm-hmm. and Breath of the Wild kind of just took it and threw it all out the window and be like, you could do it in whatever order you want. You could go right to Calamity again and stab it in the face. Um, I do like that, but at the same time, there was so much openness that I feel like it needed a little bit more direction. I feel like with Breath of the Wild 2, they might be able to marry those two things together. I hope so. Do they have a release date for it yet? Like no, a release year? It said 2022. Okay, so we're looking at... I believe. Next Christmas, probably. Next holiday. Uh, I think they said early 2022. Let me just say. Oh, we're looking at a delay until next holiday. Release date. Let's see here. It says 2022. Um, but uh, a lot of Zelda games usually release in the front of the year. Usually February and March. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. I just hope that it... I mean... You have way too many games before then. You can't buy it at release. You're going to have to uh, wait a few months. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> You shut your whore mouth. I am buying it on release date. Anyway, but I feel like with uh, the the re-release of Skyward Sword and every the distance between Breath of the Wild, a lot of players that got to play both are like, huh, I miss a lot of the stuff that was in the original Zelda. And at the same time, they don't, they, they want maybe some of the changes for Breath of the Wild to stay. And I'm not against that. I figured that they could just take the two things that work for both of them, just mash them together into this great, great, awesome game. Hopefully with motion controls. No, never. Get rid of them. (laughs) All right, so graphics out of the way and tangent about Zelda out of the way. Let's talk about difficulty in games. That seems to be one of the most common things that we see is games like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Sekiro, Sekiro, however you say that one. Shadows die. Yes, games that are very, very forgiving. Uh, Roguelikes, uh, what's that new one? Returnal. You say forgiving or unforgiving? Returnal. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so... Hades is another one that it's... uh, Roguelites and stuff like that? Yeah, so... With in in regards to difficulty, there in Hades, there's a mode called God Mode. Perfect title for that, where you're not invincible like the typical God Mode. But the way it works is you can take take another. I think it's another twenty percent of armor armor 
like protection or whatever like that fr from the get-go so you're gonna the enemies don't have less health but you you could take more damage so with that game when you die you have to go back to a certain section and go, run through it again that's really really hard for someone like me to find the time for so there's that god mode and every single time you die when you have god mode enabled that i think it goes up one percent of your damage reduction or whatever the case may be where you could go up to if you die enough times on god mode you're up to 80 percent invis invincibility so again i'm probably going to play with that because i want the experience but I still want the story. When I was reading on it, though, I, I see all the comments saying the only way to play it is via the regular mode. That's all part of the experience is dying and going back to this area and learning more stuff on the way. And if you play it with God mode enabled, you're just you're just chipping yourself the experience. And that's not the way that it's intended to play. Sekiro or Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. That only has one game mode. That doesn't have the ability to change difficulty. It's it it's, it was something they got a little bit of backlash for, but they that's the artist's intent to pl play a certain way, and they don't want to compromise their vision. Which again, I'm I'm all for them having their own vision and employing it. But for if there's di different difficulty modes, I think Doom has five or six. That's the developers and the publishers' decision. And if it's in the game, that's any of those are an option to enjoy the game on those difficulties. I don't care who you are. It, it, in one mode doesn't fit everybody's scenario, everybody's case. Yeah, I mean, not everybody is, well, they say get good. Yeah, I'm going to sit, I have two kids and, a, you know, a full-time job and I barely have enough time during the day to play some games. I'm not going to go and spend, you know, friggin' 10 hours on a game, die, and then have to start all over again. I'm sorry, I don't have that kind of time to put into a game. But I guess that's not, quote unquote, the game for me and I should just, quote unquote, get good. But that's not necessarily a good way to sell video games, in my opinion. Because if you want more uh, a broader audience, you want more people to kind of buy your game and play your game. You want them to buy it because it's interesting and you want to make money off of it. You want more people to get those games so that later on they will remember you and say, hey, this developer is really good. They made this game. I'm going to buy their next game. The easiest way to alienate an audience is by not having that accessibility to everybody. Accessibility now, is a good thing. Giving more people the opportunity to play video games is never a bad thing. Oh, no, it's not. I mean, and to be quite honest, a lot of the, I like when I was younger, I was able to play through these games. No problem. I used to play the Nintendo hard games and get through those somehow. I don't know how. And I would get through them, but I would have full afternoons where I could just sit there and play. I wasn't around uh, back then, so I can't speak to that. No, I would like sit around for hours and play video games because I had the time when you're, you know, 10, 12 14, 17, even when you're in your college years, you have less time or you have more time, you know, as you grow older and you have responsibilities, as Tommy <laughs> Pickles would say, responsibilities. <laughs> pull, pull it out of the rabbit hat. Yeah, no, what? Where did that come uh, from? I saw a <laughs> picture of Tommy Pickles. So that, that wasn't just completely random? No. Oh. Um, it was just me screwing up my words, too. Um yeah, when you have more responsibilities, sometimes uh, you can't, quote unquote, get good. And you only have so many hours within the day. Like, I've been paying, playing Octopath Traveler for like months years. now. It's been 84 years. I already put 70 hours into the game. Uh, and it's not like I'm dying or having a tough time with it. I'm actually breezing through it. I'm almost through chapter three with all of, the, of, all of my characters. But I'm playing it like I'm grinding when I need to grind. I'm finding all the... I'm exploring all the areas, hitting all the, you know, hidden dungeons and stuff like that. I'm really trying to enjoy every part of this game. And that's my choice to play this game. Yeah. And I'm not able to play anything else. But uh, at the same time, if I wanted to uh, 
I know how I can cut the difficulty if it's getting too hard. Like there's certain areas I can't get to yet. I would love to skip ahead and just grab them and run through it. But that that's the type of game this is. It's a slow game. It's a slow burn. And I'm used to that. And that's fine. That's what RPGs are for. Um, I'm not necessarily sure there is a story mode you can go through on Octopath Traveler. I didn't even think about it. Probably but I know that there's... doing all the side quests. I don't know if there are side yeah. quests, but... Oh, yeah, you could. You could avoid doing all the side quests, and you could just go, yeah, uh, just, go just through. Just stick to the main story beats. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and you could beat the game, but I want to enjoy the side quests and stuff like that. I want to, you know, see how OP I can make my characters. As a true gamer would. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't blame anybody else for wanting to mainstream that. I mean, grinding's not for everybody, but that's the type of game I really enjoy but if i were going to jump into a game like uh, on in final fantasy 7 remake you have the option to play in classic mode you have hero mode all right i don't know if it's hero mode but uh there's several different modes where you could play it that's easier or you could play it on harder mode and there's that leveled difficulty and i think that's fine you could play the game and experience the game and i like the idea that if you don't have a lot of time and you don't want to deal with the bullshit of dying against a, a boss a million times. I'm not saying that that cheeses the game, though. Because, I mean, if you play it on an easier mode, that doesn't necessarily make it easy, super easy. Like, here's an example. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Easy mode is hella easy. Like, you cannot die. <laughs> no matter how you... hard you try. No. Yoshi no. is if not you dying. Tr- If you die on easy mode in Yoshi's Island... It's because you do not know the first thing about platforming or you are unconscious and trying to play. Now, is that is that the mode where if you fall off the edge, he literally just bounces up and down? Yep. And flies. Like you can get, yeah, you can get killed by monsters and stuff like that, but you'd have to like walk directly into the monsters. Do you think Luke I mean, could be a level of that game? Just turn three. Uh, maybe he might be able to. And that's basically the type of game it's supposed to be. And even on regular mode, it's not that hard. It, it, it's 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 an easy game, but that's a nice introductory for people who are getting into platformers. It's not for hardcore gamers, but hardcore gamers can play it if they want something a little bit more casual. It's not like saying that say you can't play this. Out. Yeah, they could also bitch about. They should have a super hard mode. Why? It's a kids game. Now, I, as far as, as Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, it's meant to be hard. Now, and the developers, like you said, had a vision, and they didn't put any other modes. However, in that aspect, they're not going to get. Um, they're probably not going to get the people who might want to casually play through it and get the story as part of it. So they miss out on that revenue. Like oh, a lot you of can't that make love a kid- those type of games that they didn't even finish it. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, it's kind of like a fine line, but it's not like saying that you have to be a good gamer in order you have to play it on the hardest mode ever. Why? What does that do? I mean, it makes like uh, there is like a, like I said, Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong Country. That was a really hard game when it came out. It's difficult platforming, but the on the re-release for the Switch. They added a funky mode, which is essentially easy and medium, where you can play as Donkey Kong, but with more hearts, or you can play as Funky Kong with more hearts and a couple little um, extras. You can't get partners in the game, but you can get through areas a little bit easier. Still, it's not an easy game, even with funky, and it provides some sort of balance. So it doesn't completely cheese the game if you decide to get Funky Kong. You can't just like... you know, bounce through the level. <laughs> you can't cheese the game if you decide to get funky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but I feel like, in the sake of time, a lot of the t- like, I enjoy games as I play them. I like to experience the stories. And if I get stuck on an area, um, I might put the game down and not come back to it. So, and then you know, that's not necessarily the best thing. I want to 
experience a game. I want to, you know, finish a game. But if it's so difficult that I can't get through it, I'm not going to I'm not going to play it. I might not even buy it if I hear that it's like so crushingly difficult. I might be like, hey, yeah, not not for me. And that's fine. But if it's a game that I really want to know the story to, I guess I can download the YouTube videos and watch some idiot talk about it. <laughs> and then you have people like me who don't know when to stop. <laughs> when something's mm-hmm. beating the crap out of me. And what I end up doing is I play through that part and I waste two or three hours trying to get through that part and then I stop yeah, playing and, never to play it again. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if you're playing a difficult area and it takes you a couple shots to get through it and, you know, you, you learn from it and that that's fine. That's a whole genre. <laughs> of video games but at the same time it could be it could be so soul crushing to not like i don't want it to be easy but i don't want it to be so hard that um it takes up hours of my time which i could be doing other things with and at that's pretty much at one point where i'm like this is my sixth attempt at this boss battle and rpgs it's easy because if you get stuck in this situation you can go okay i'm not ready for this battle i'm gonna take a step back and go grind for a little bit but in other types of games you don't always have that opportunity. You can't go back and get better, like, you know, improve or in like you. Oh, it's that's, just that's why I'm a big fan me. of being able to change difficulty mid game because there sometimes there are some parts in the game that are t- more difficult than others. And if you need to pop on a lower difficulty just for a certain boss battle, if, it, if you give it a go and it's, it's obviously something you're going to be stuck at for a while, tone it down just for that fight and then put it by, back on afterwards. I've done it in the past and I'm probably going to do it again. That might be that's going to be how I probably start uh, Hades when it launches on Xbox in a couple weeks. But what's going to end up happening in the end is I'm going to put it on God mode permanently. You and I both know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't see a problem with that. I mean, that's if you want to experience the game, you experience it in your own time. I mean, if you if players out there want to experience a game and be constantly frustrated and then, you know, waste a lot of hours putting into that and then come out on the end and they feel accomplished because they beat it on the most difficult mode, that's fine. That's fine. That's somebody else's cup of tea. That doesn't mean you have to force that cup of tea down everybody else's throat. Now, that's a good way to segue into our next topic, which is the length. So this Uh, higher difficulty, a lot of the times that contributes to the games taking longer to get through. And but besides that, then there's just a general Ubisoft or looking at you where there's a 90 hour game could be condensed down to 30 hours or 40 hours, a tight campaign. And but the argument there is, do you need to put in a certain amount of hours for the game to be worth your money? I don't... So this is like, this is points three and four. I feel like they kind of marry each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, like I was just saying, I'm playing an RPG that's supposed to be like 60 hours. Um, and when you And sometimes when you buy a game... Uh, now, especially now with first party games being so expensive, it's not like they weren't expensive back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. When SNES was the thing. <laughs> but it's it's $70 for a PlayStation 5 game. First party play, PlayStation 5 game. It's $60 for an Xbox game or a game on the Nintendo Switch. W- that's not an indie game. And you want to get the, you know, the most out of your money, but it's it's just like, okay, let's jam all this extra stuff into the game just to make it feel longer even though it really is just dragging the game out. Well, I'm going to I'm going to refer to Ratchet and Clank which just came out for the PS5. That was a 70-hour next-gen game. It's not a terribly long experience. 
it has very little replayability to it, but it was still $70. And then you have the game Returnal, which was also a $70 release, but there's you'll get a lot more time out of it because it's a roguelike. You're going to keep dying and keep going through it again and again until you beat the game, which adds to the length of the game itself. So, And then you have games like, uh, we're talking about the $70 stuff, we're seeing more uh, developers, more publishers do it for next-gen titles too. Battlefield, what is it, 2042? That's multiplayer only. And that's $70. And a lot of people arguing it's not worth $70 since it doesn't have a single player campaign to it. But if it's one of the most epic multiplayer campaigns ever, I think that's warranted. If it if it gives you if you get it gives you enjoyment, it, it again that's a subjective thing. I don't think you need to put a certain a number of hours into a game to be worth a certain amount of money. But there's so many different ways you could look at it. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it like just extending a game for extended sake, like just because it, just because it has this or because it's worth this much money, it should have you know, therefore it should have this. Um, I feel like it could overall hurt a game upon release. I think one of the games that you played was, um, oh, what is it? Spec Ops The Line? Yes. And it was an amazing first person campaign, like a single player campaign, but they shoehorned multiplayer into there and it didn't really fit. Probably but, my, you know, my, it had that my favorite, Yeah, that was probably my first, my favorite, uh, favorite war game campaign i've played that and call of duty modern modern warfare and call of duty 2 was pretty good too if i remember correctly but yeah that that killed the reviews they were forced to add in multiplayer last minute because if it's a if it's a shooting game it has to have online multiplayer the online multiplayer i've never played it but i read that it was terrible it didn't belong as part of the game that was meant to be a story-based experience and the developers were forced to throw multiplayer in there and that's what that was factored into the reviews of the game and instead of it being a 8.5 9 story it ended up getting in the 70s and probably killing sales and the reason there is no sequel because uh the reviews developers. just didn't live what <clears throat> developers i have a i have a i have this little secret for everybody not every game needs multiplayer <laughs> what it's the publishers it's the activisions oh. it's the eas of the world publishers <laughs> yes publishers listen you, not every game needs multiplayer sarah's coming i'm coming for you i have a, sp- <laughs> I have a particular set of skills most of it involves bitching. <laughs> She's also terrible. I am. Don't kill the puppy. Okay. But yeah, seriously, you know, all games need multiplayer. Uh, and the ASMR and just, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and like you said, not all games need a single player if that's not what their like focus is. I mean, I can't imagine Overwatch with a single player. You know what? But if it fits, uh, I'm gonna throw this out there. Like Super Smash Brothers, I think Melee had an awesome single player campaign, and I loved it. And it has opportunity, and I liked how it married all the characters together, and you could go through and and I liked it. And in the story mode that they did for the latest Super Smash Brothers sucks. So it's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You know what? All you do is you're on a map. It's like freaking Mario Party and you're like, oh, I'm going to walk into this space and I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to walk into this space and then fight this thing. No, no. I preferred... With, with, in regards to fighting games and, and stories, I actually really enjoyed the story mode that they had in the old Dead or Alive game back in, I don't know if it was the original or what, back on the original Xbox. So they actually had a story mode baked into that and it, it flowed. It was... It was entertaining. Yeah. Mm, sure. It was. <laughs> All right. So back to length and hours put in, I guess uh, that's like the, where the completionists come in. I mean, completionism is fun if you're really into that. Uh, I know that. Go complete a Ubisoft game. Get all the collectibles. No. I feel like a lot of, a lot of that, that's fine if people like to complete games to the completest. I mean, you have a game and you want to get the most out of it. I could definitely see the appeal because there's a lot of games that I like to complete to the full, like a lot of RPGs. When you say, like when you say complete, 
to the finish, do you mean go and get all the achievements in the game, or just do you mean go go explore, take all the side missions, but not where you're so anal that you're going to be going in and making sure to check off every achievement that's in the book? Because that's that's often what completionism is referred to, where you do everything that the developers intended, and that's there's nothing. It else depends to do. because sometimes it depends on the game. If I'm really into a game and I don't want to leave it, I will do the checkbook, go through everything, and see if I could do everything. But most of the time, what I'll do is go and do all the side missions. I, I, like trophies, that doesn't really speak to me. Yeah. I'm I don't care about trophies. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I just want to get through the game and see if I can go and do all the side quests, get all the the best equipment and that sort of thing. And they do make that really like sometimes they can make that really hard. Uh throwing this back here. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 10 has one of the most difficult side quests in the Chocobo race and then dodging lightning and like they make it really hard to get these weapons. But you know what the greatest thing about that is? You don't need to get them. You could just not get them. And I didn't and I beat the game and I was happy. <laughs> Does that make me less of a gamer? No, because you, you don't do. need it. It's extra. <laughs> it's extra. All right, what about what about with Wind Waker watering all the cork trees? Is that oh that was a pain in the butt? Was that a part of the main that. story or was that a side quest? Uh no, it was a, it was a side quest. Did you do it? You didn't have to. I did the first time. Would you consider that? Something that you have to do if you're playing through the game? No. But you did it. But I did it because I love Zelda. And like I said, I decided to do it. If you want to do it, you could do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. My subsequent trips into the Zelda world, I did not do it. <laughs> but um, sometimes I like to do it. When you're playing the, uh, the re-release, the HD version, the remaster. So beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. I want them to bring it to Switch so I can play it on the Switch. <laughs> I know I have it for, <laughs> I have it for the Wii U, but not only do and we I have, have it, it, for the it's, it, 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 the Wii U is still set up. It's just a matter of two Look. buttons to jump into it. Look. Look, I'm looking. I don't have to charge. I, I, there's no way to charge my Wii U gamepad. It's, it's always charged. Like, we keep it on the dock. I know, but I have to Excuses. put it back on the dock. I can't, like, she just, just wants to throw more room. money at Mr. Zelda, Mrs. Zelda. I do. Sorry. I do. Miss. But yeah, like, Ocarina of Time is one of those things I would do. I would complete everything in it. Like, a lot of the Zelda games, I would complete everything. Uh, Final Fantasy games, I would like to also complete everything. But if I didn't feel like it, it, or if it was too difficult or out of my wavelength, I was like, meh, don't have to do that. And it's not necessarily less of an experience if you don't do it. I mean, do you need all that stuff? No. But if you want all of that stuff, it's there. I like that it gives you a variety in your game. It just, like, changes your strategy and changes how you go through the story. With quests like that, I, I enjoy doing it, but what makes it really feel rewarding is if you get a some kind of reward in-game that makes it makes it worth it. Oh, yeah. if, you, if you just do it just for the achievement or just to say you did it, it doesn't really get leave, leave me with any sort of gratification. Whereas if I get something yeah. that's going to help mean, me with the game itself, that, that's what they do really, really good with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, is they have a lot of optional missions and optional quests, but the rewards help with the main story. And, yeah, and I mean... I feel like a lot lot more lately, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, stupid little quests that you don't get anything good for. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's another thing that I didn't really care for Breath of, in the Breath of the Wild. Because you go and do all these, like, quests and the, the rewards, I feel like, weren't as good. Like, if you cleared out a, a, a camp of enemies, sometimes you would get a weapon as a reward. But <laughs> weapons break. Who cares? <laughs> it just made me meh, you know? Yep. So, and, and like, well, like you said, our our best friend Ubisoft. 
likes to jam in a whole bunch of quests for the sake of being quests. And when it's the same quests over and over and over and over again, it just feels less like quality content and more like padding. Yeah, it starts to get fatiguing after that. So the next thing you have on this list here is subject matter which would consist of genre, settings, uh, explain what else, if there's anything. I feel like, uh, yeah, it's honor, genre and setting, like, where it's put. Like, I feel like a lot of high fantasy or horror games or um, post-apocalyptic or war games, I feel like they're... But if, like, I feel like certain games are considered more games rather than, like, you know, I'm in a little farm and I'm going to uh, walk around and, you know, have my fa- my my island and do, farm do that. Things. You know. Yeah, I'm going to go do things on my Stardew Valley farm. Or I'm going to go and, you know, talk to my neighbors in my on my Animal Crossing New Horizons Island. I'm having a bit of a dilemma myself right now. Is You just bought Stardew Valley. It's yeah. got multiplayer uh, co-op, but it doesn't have cross-play. So if I get it, do I get it for myself on Xbox or Nintendo so we could play together? Because we, we have two PlayStations, we have two Xboxes, but we only have one Switch in the house. And you have to get a Switch and you could go get a Switch Lite. If you want it. I I wouldn't play it enough. That's the thing. Well, that's your decision to make, isn't it? I guess it is. (laughs) But anyway, subject matter and genre. I feel like... uh a lot of the areas are really bloated. Like uh, the um, open world genre, I feel like is super bloated. The overly like, like, realistic open world, though, it's they're, they're heavily zombies. very different settings. Zombies, zombie nation, war games. Uh, mm. But like, there's only so much you could do at the same time, it, especially when it comes yeah. to big publishers. They're going to do the cookie cutter methods that work. Yeah. The stuff they've been doing, the stuff they they won't take many risks. That's that's why and you've been in the indie kick lately. That's why you're enjoying some of these indies is they're taking the chances that that a lot of publishers won't anymore. And I'm hoping that we're seeing a little bit of a renaissance with, uh, I, I know EA is starting to push out games that they don't typically push out. And they're seeing some success. They just announced that there's going to be a Jedi Fallen Order 2, another campaign-focused, non-multiplayer, and non-transaction-driven game that's coming out. So yeah. where were we? Yeah, I feel I'm segueing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're talking about that. That that's very important to like what is real games because I mean a lot of people are like, oh, you know, mul- like you said, multiplayer or they have to be something that's super super hard or something that has very realistic life settings, true to life. I feel like a lot of the video game integrity it doesn't necessarily have to be that, and I feel like a lot of indie games coming out do have something a little special, like something like okay, yeah, one of my favorite games that I played over the last year it was Rain on your parade and it is ridiculously silly and it's simple and it's fun but you know what i mean a lot of people are like that's not a real game but i love it I don't yeah care. That, that game I, I i played through the whole thing as well and it was it had the charm and the enjoyment and the shenanigans that i was really hoping i would get out of untitled goose game it was it was, it was it was great and that was a, it was also a game that that luke loved to watch cloudy mm-hmm. He loves Cloudy. <laughs> Cloudy! I love it. It's so much It's so much fun. Like, those games, I, I feel like when you limit your genres uh, and, like, well, that's a whole genre in itself, I guess, it's becoming more. I know, like, the Donut County is like that. Untitled Goose Game, Donut County, Rain on Your Parade, they're all in that kind of... Yeah. And, like, there's all those life sims. There's, like, all different kinds of different games that people kind of just brush off aside because they're not gritty. But it doesn't have to be gritty in order to be great, right? It I mean, look like at Mario. Mario's not gritty. We already talked about how it wouldn't work. <laughs> Robot Chicken. <laughs> a lot of my favorite games are fall into that gritty 
category, so it's well. I mean, it's fine. They're they're games too. I feel like they. I just don't count out the other games because they're not. Will of the Wisps. That was one of the most gritty games I've ever played. It is not. It's beautiful though. It that makes backstory. Yeah, if you don't have a heart, if you don't cry when you play. <laughs> My Ori or Ori in the Will of the Wisp. All right, finally, last but not least, our throwdown system and mode of play. Now, uh, of course, there's the obvious, you know, people are PC Master Race or PlayStation is best or Xbox is best or what's Nintendo doing over there? Hey, we're Nintendo. Nintendo we're going to do the weirdest mind. shit. We're going to be doing the weirdest shit and you're going to buy it anyway. <laughs> This is true. This is very true. <laughs> you love Mario. <laughs> We've got you now. <laughs> anyway, uh, mobile games too are starting to grow. Um, mobile games, but a huge. lot of people, yeah, mobile games are huge, and people don't think them. Uh, there's, uh, of course, this, the the master, the gatekeepers that think that mobile gaming really isn't gaming. That's very contentious, and uh, yeah, there's more people that play mobile games than there is console. So. Hey, if you it's just go right by the pure, hand. if you go by the pure numbers, mobile gaming yeah. is bigger than console and PC games by far. Yeah, you you have your game in your hand at all point in time, so you can grab it at any point. I mean, you can carry your Switch wherever you go if you really want to, but it's slightly bigger than a cell phone, mm-hmm. <laughs> slightly. Uh, but you can play like a, like I usually use it to play quick games like uh, Solitaire or Spider Solitaire, or um, I and I, I used to play a lot of King of the Crush. And Mike thinks that Candy Crush isn't really a game. He, he just doesn't like puzzles. Card. I love Look. puzzles. Puzzle games are some of my favorite games. But I'm talking about Look. puzzle games, not Candy Crush. Candy Crush is a puzzle game. Yeah, without the game, it's, a, it's just a puzzle. Yeah, it is. You have to match things and make them connect and then reach a certain Tetris point. Tetris is a game. Candy Crush is not. They're both games. Stop. You just don't like Candy Crush. I, I don't necessarily like the whole... I, I There's plenty of Candy Crush-like games out there. There's tons of them, actually. There's a lot of copycats. And if you don't like Candy Crush specifically, you can go find your brand of Candy Crush-esque. But, you know, I, what I don't like is, uh, of course, the, the mini tri- transactions and stuff like that. They try to get you into playing. They get you stuck. And they're like, oh, you can buy all these boosts and all that stuff. I have never set, spent a cent on Candy Crush or any other games <laughs> that you, I played on my mobile. Hmm? Uh, did you know that Activision Blizzard owns Candy Crush? Really? Yeah. I did not. So therefore, you should boycott Candy Crush because it's I not a game. I haven't played Candy Crush. I haven't played Candy Crush in years. Uh, I was playing the Harry Potter like Candy Crush, whatever that is. Yeah, I thought it was Zynga that owned it. And I just that Zynga, I thought Zynga or I don't know. I don't know. Unless they did own it and sell or something. I have no idea, but it's... They probably did. I uh, I don't, like I said, I, I don't really... I get bored of those games after I reach a certain level, and I'm like, okay, I'm stuck in this area. I'm not buying anything into this game, so But I if quit. you really <laughs> like it, you should put your money into it and support the devs. They're not getting a penny from you? Wait, does that game have ads? Yes. Okay, so they are getting something either way. Yeah, so they, a lot of these games have ads. Um... And they're annoying. <laughs> and well, I got to make money somehow. They can't just give. Yeah, I'm okay with the making money. And if they're giving it away for free, I just don't like. They're like, hey, you can buy these boosts if you're stuck. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying these boosts because I don't want to spend money. I will click on your ads and I will watch the ads to get free boosts, but I will not actually go through and purchase them. <laughs> That's how I roll. But it's still games. Hey, I, I, I put way too much money in the Rocket League, so I can't say a thing. Yep. Yeah, so there. But not anymore though. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So. That's like 
I feel like we need to break this one up into parts and maybe revisit game integrity at some point. But I feel like we covered all the areas. Uh, but here's the bottom line. You play a game, you're a gamer. <laughs> and it doesn't matter which difficulty or how, what kind of games you're into or how you complete them. I feel like I, I feel like it's just a way for people to belittle others and put them in a box. Yeah, just to just feel superior. Yeah, to make yourself feel superior. Yeah. I mean, have fun. Can't we just have fun? Where's Reggie? <laughs> He's out gallivanting on his with the boat company now or whatever it is. Yeah, well, that's one thing. A lot of Nintendo games are like stupid fun. Nintendo like, should just rename have... itself to Reggie. <laughs> He's Reggie not a part company. of Nintendo anymore. It doesn't matter. We Reggie got Bowser now. We have Bowser. You want to like, know when Nintendo can't... turned bad and started just milking the customers? <laughs> When Bowser was introduced. I kind of did that. I, Serious, mean, I seriously think they just hired him because of his name. I think so too. You don't. Anyway. That's not a coincidence. It can't be. All right. So let's break it down really quick at the end. Because like we always do, we want to say what we're playing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, Mike, you go first. What are we playing by ourselves? Light Sim dropped last week for Xbox. And I've play, I played it for about 20 minutes on PC. But when I'm working all day, I don't want to sit at the PC anymore. If I play, my, I like to play my video games from the couch, so I'm more with con- more of a console gamer. But Flight Sim, which I'm really enjoying it, I thought it was going to be too simmy for me, but I, it's it's peaceful, it's relaxing. You want to talk about graphics? That game's got the best graphics I've ever seen. Um, Omno which we talked about a little bit. So that's on Game Pass. It gave it a shot. We played two levels. Reese, our littlest, who's not even one yet, absolutely loved watching it. So I played a level for him, and he got a kick out of it. I played Rocket League this last week. I jumped in, and I actually saw that they were... I used to love Rocket League. I've put put more hours in Rocket League than Sarah has in Animal Crossing. Liar. I, I, I bet you I have. And I saw that the season three or whatever is ending in a week. And I only need to win maybe about nine or ten more games to get the get the diamond awards. So I'm getting my diamond awards. So I'm going to do that by the end of the week. And I jumped into another game on Game Pass. Played a little bit of it, maybe about 45 minutes or an hour of The, the Ascent, which I was also enjoying. So... These all four of these games, I'm probably going to stick with and play over the next few weeks until Psychonauts drops. Unless I get the courage or the time to jump into Resident Evil Village, but I don't really want to get lost into a story game right now. All right, so I am still playing Octopath Traveler <laughs> forever. But there's uh, more. I am almost. Yeah, I actually played some other games because I had to review it. I was playing Donkey Kong Country Tropic Freeze for the Nintendo Switch, which reminded me how much I love those games and how much I hate those games. Yay! So hard. But so good. Um, that's like the type of difficulty I like where it's like challenging, but when you finally beat it, it's not so challenging that you can't and it's forgiving in other areas it has checkpoints and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Um, not a lot of people like well, a lot of people like platformers, but they don't make them like they used to, but this one's kind of like they used to. It was really fun. And of course, I picked up Skyward Sword as I had to do an editorial at work. Um, and uh, I got to enjoy that for a little bit. Even the controller, even though the controls are still wonky, it's much better than it I was. I have a theory that you volunteered an editorial for Skyward Sword just to force yourself to jump into another game. <laughs> just to have <laughs> is, is, my, so is I had, my theory correct? So I talked to some, No, I, uh, I thought of it after the fact. I'm like, I probably should play this before I write my editorial. <laughs> So I can have a personal experience rather than going off what other people say. So, yeah, I, I like it yeah. a lot more, but it's still wonky. And together? Oh, we played Minecraft Dungeons! Yay! That, that, was, part of our, that was part of our anniversary day. Ooh, ooh, ooh! It's August! 
You know what that means? Psychonauts 2. No. It means that all you can eat DLC is coming out. Yay! There's going to be tea and cake. Not like you couldn't make cakes before, but yay! I'm yeah. so excited. We can play that once we oh, beat the Halo God. campaigns. That, no, we're going to play that first. No. We got to beat we got to beat the pirate ships. Infinite go, is coming. Look, birthday. If you don't beat Infinite, Overcooked birthday. If, if we if we don't beat the Halo the Halo games before Infinite comes out. I'm playing that one solo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna replace you. I'll find another friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make friends when you have kids. No, I was gonna say you don't make friends when you're an adult. <laughs> you don't want friends with salad. You don't want friends with salad. You don't want friends with. Okay, and you're playing Amnu for Reese. I could have sworn you were playing something for Luke, though. Though he did ask for Psychonauts. Yeah, he, asked for, he just asked for Psychonauts. He, he loves the Psychonauts. Did you play Fall Guys for him? Not recently. Hmm. Not that uh, I'm aware well, of. Uh-oh. I've... I'm good. All right, well. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's going on oh, there? I just got an email. I uh, For my Google Plus profile litigation, I guess there was a, uh, a class action suit for Google. And this is breaking news. I got $2.15 as part of <gasps> oh my god two dollars and 15 cents so we can is, quit the, our the, jobs and yes, po- podcast for reals so forever this, this might be the last podcast i might be retiring this might be it for me two dollars and 15 cents 15 cents that's that's amazing that's a, that's i'm gonna invest it back in the show it's all about you guys that's what dreams are made of <laughs> All righty. All right. So as we'll cover more about video game immersion, I'm sure. And not immersion, in- integrity in the, immersion in the future. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, you know, it's funny. Um, we were watching G4 and uh, Adam Sessler talked about uh, Get Good as well. So I thought that was pretty funny. And he stole and our topic. Into what we're talking. Yeah, he did. We planned it first. We had it planned for for weeks and, and I, I know his kids, life so he, he didn't have a plan for weeks it was that was just something that they saw we were doing and they just stole our idea so no, he's awesome thanks, thanks Cecil. <laughs> yeah yeah he's awesome he uh is. anyway so uh we'll catch you next time next week we'll talk about something else hopefully <laughs> happy gaming stay alive happy gaming yes bye bye